Our drones are coming for you too, you British bitch. <laughs> Blog Talk Radio. Mr. Mark Rattledge, and we've got the crew together again. Hey, that's right. Robert Cooper is back. Hello, Robert Cooper. How are you? Oh, hello there. Oh, my uh, my missing friends. It feels like it's been forever. We were really talking does. before like, the show started. It's, it's, it's been about six weeks. Dang. I, mm, it has been it's been a minute, which is uh which is distressing because uh yeah I know we have like that nine o'clock start time and God I'm almost there to, at work till midnight almost every week but next week I also work a, a day shift so I should be good for that next week too what oh God what are we even talking about next week what's going on uh, oh, next Primus. <laughs> Next week is uh, Primus, uh, the desaturated seven. Um, and holding it down for Robert Cooper, he's been keeping his seat warm, is the man who comes to the Metal Hammer of Doom for an education, ladies and gentlemen, Jesse Starcher, the... Uh, di- dis- what am I? I call you? The disappointed dad? The disapproving dad, that's the it. Disapproving the disapproving dad dis- and the host. Mark's here every week. Coop doesn't have to show up for six, and he remembers my name. <laughs> let, let me let me let me explain something to you right now. Mm-hmm. Let me let me uh, let me pop it fresh. So I actually have to do work now at work. My oh, my no. my, halcyon, my halcyon days of wine and roses are over. Where I used to sit in my office, secluded from the world listening to podcasts and uh, albums on Spotify, taking little cat naps, and occasionally coming out if someone needed me. Well, my boss, the big boss, big Big boss, boss. uh, has decided that he wants the mental health people to be 
a more integrated part of the booking process. So he moved where we sit from out of the office that I had into where the nursing station is, which is where, which is more or less where we used to sit before we were exiled from the nursing station and told to go, you know, sit in the, uh, the back office, which is where this whole thing started. Now I'm out of the back office. I'm back into the nursing area and I've been given several more tasks to do. And I'll tell you, I'm fucking exhausted. Uh-oh. It's exhausting having to work for 12 hours. Oof. Wow. Now, and now, I mean, I'm sure it's probably pretty exhausting having to look like you're busy. Uh, and, you know, <laughs> <laughs> listen to all guy. them podcasts and albums. Like, you're going to come out and start working all of a sudden. Come on. Don't try and fool us. It's got to look no, like it's you're true. busy. It's true. It's true. Uh... All right. It's true, man. I actually, there's no looking like I'm busy anymore. I don't have time to fucking take a shit these days. Damn. So, yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm you're going to have to poop in his chair. So, you're like going to have professional. to. You're going to have to. Excuse me. Ugh. You're going to have to forgive me, Jesse, if I forgot all your fucking nicknames. <laughs> yeah. Mark. It was only one. It was one. <laughs> you had one job, Mark Radlich. One job. <laughs> I have many jobs. Thank you. Uh, to, yes. to, remi- to remember that Jesse is indeed a spawner of children, mm-hmm. and the fact that he constantly goes. Ah, fuck. <sighs> well, let me let me explain something, <laughs> gentlemen. The past week has been well. Let's just put it like the past six weeks, I guess, has been a trying time for fatherhood here in the Starcher household. Just trying to keep my I daughter. Have- from falling down and injuring herself <laughs> continually over and over, uh, breaks her wrist, falling falling at a volleyball game, not playing. No, sir, can't go out like a hero there. No, she gets up to throw some trash away and falls into a wall, breaks her wrist, and then proceeds <laughs> five weeks later to get her cast off last Thursday. Get her cast off! Hooray! We got we, all we have to have has uh, all we have to have is a splint, and then proceeds Monday to run two laps in gym and then place her foot into a hole and sprain her ankle to where she can't walk right now. So yeah, every time I see like an update on Facebook about your about your family, I'm afraid like <laughs> your, your daughter's going to end up in traction. <laughs> I don't know like, what the hell is going on. Body cast. Damn. Yeah, I. That is a child after my own heart. Uh, I once sprained my ankle so bad, you could see the bruise on the X-ray because I was jogging to the bathroom while leaving a campsite, found the one hole in the entire campground, and went. Ooh. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Oh, it was hilarious. So this, up until this year, like, and I, I mean, with all the sports I've played and mosh pits I've gone to. I've never, I've never been so injured. I had to go to the hospital. So that's why this year was so bad for me because it took me till I was 41 years old before I got really sick, you know, or really injured to the point where I had to go see doctors. I almost didn't know how to do it. But like I've never <laughs> fallen, you know, I've never fallen into a wall. I mean, I've been kicked in the <laughs> face, I've been punched, you know, but I get back up again. See, and I don't go, I don't go to no sissy doctor. 
You know, I've no. told the story about how I, I sat out of the mosh pit the entire helmet show and then for, in the meantime, stepped one foot, one toe into the pond, into the mosh pit, and got decked right in the face. <laughs> and, you know, and... <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Have I ever told you about the time that I maced myself in Boston? Have I told you the uh, story? No. No. So my friend and I went to go see WrestleMania 14 in Boston. And if you don't remember WrestleMania 14, this is the one where Austin and Shawn Michaels main evented. And, Austin, and you know, the Austin era had begun. This is this uh, was, Mike Tyson, uh, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this was WrestleMania. X-rated, uh, as they called it. So we went up to Boston, and we were having dinner at the House of Blues. And I ordered the jambalaya. And I was so drunk. Ask me how drunk I was. How drunk were you? I was so drunk that I started messing around with the pepper that they put in the middle of the jambalaya. And I sliced the pepper open and I dug out its innards and I was oh, spreading dude. it around just playing with it. And I didn't realize at the time, they told me after, this was like the second hottest pepper in the world or some shit. Oh, shit. Um, so the essence of pepper, of whatever pepper this was, floated oh, you from the dick? jambalaya <laughs> into my eye. Right oh, oh, even my better. Dude. Yeah. Yes, Coop. In the middle of the House of Blues, I was jerking off. <laughs> What's wrong with you? So anyway, I, mean, I don't know. You were drunk. You were drunk. I wouldn't blame you. I was so drunk. I fucked the jambalaya. Uh, no, I did not. I uh... jambalaya. <laughs> if I had known it was going to be that kind of a party, I'd have stuck my dick in the jambalaya. <laughs> anyway, uh... the point of that story was that I I basically maced myself. Like I didn't realize what was happening as it was as my eyes were starting to burn. And so, like, my eyes are burning, and then I would rub them, and they would burn more, oh. and eventually I was blind. Oh, dude. I was... <laughs> You're like, oh, fuck, that burns. Oh, I got to get it out. Oh, oh. Oh, Not fuck. putting two and two together where the burn is coming from. Nope. Not oh, until it was wow. way too late. I, I, after I'd gone blind is when I suddenly realized maybe I shouldn't have been fucking with the pepper. Oh, dude. Somebody, I can see your friends now. Stop rubbing your fucking eyes, man. Stop it. Oh, no, they were I was. It was one friend, and he encouraged it. And he made fun of me the entire time I was blind. <laughs> as, he's having, as he's having to wash my eyes out in the House of Blues bathroom. Oh, man. Wow. Well, I remember I when, I was, when I was a kid, my mom was uh, like, oh, let me give you this baby bell pepper. It was a jalapeno, and I didn't eat <laughs> hot food as, as a kid. Oh, dude. I thought I was going to die. Misidentified the re- pepper? Uh, yes, and I remember that was the time my stepdad's like, now don't touch your generals now. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <So>, uh, <laughs> I will try to resist. Family? <laughs> what is with the Cooper family molesting hot peppers and touching your genitalia? Well, I would have never I thought mean, to put those two together. I mean, you never know. I mean, Latino women are the same way. Like, I stick my dick near them, and it kind of just burns. Oh! 
Okay. <laughs> that was kind of so, weird. We're here to review Arch Enemy tonight. Jesus fucking Christ. Um, it took us a while to get new there. New Arch Enemy. It really did. That was a long <laughs> and winding road, wasn't it? Uh, the, the new Arch Enemy, Will to Power, came out on September 8th uh, from Century Media Records. It's the first album to feature guitarist Jeff Loomis, who joined the band in 2014. It is also the first Arch Enemy album to feature Clean Singing as lead vocals. All right, Coop, who the fuck is Jeff Loomis, and why do we care? Who the fuck is Jeff Loomis? What type of metal podcast are you, Mark Radlich? He's the, uh, <laughs> he was the guitarist of uh, the wonderful band Nevermore, which ironically is like, it's weird. They're at that weird spot in the Metal Archives page where their status is unknown. Because they haven't done anything, but they haven't officially broke up. But it's like, uh, I don't know. But yeah, Jeff Loomis, fucking amazing guitarist uh, for Nevermore. He's had some solo albums, which I remember in, uh, I think it was 2012, he had one where one song was him and Marty Friedman soloing, and it was, uh, it was fucking orgasmic. He's awesome, though. All right, Jesse, what do you know about Arch Enemy? Oh. I have heard maybe a smattering of songs, just a few here and there. So nothing where I could say, yeah, I recognize that song off of this album. It's pretty, you know, pretty sparse when it comes to knowledge. So I'll leave it at that. All right. And the most important thing to know about Arch Enemy is that they have a female singer. They've had a female singer for many, many years. They didn't start off with a female singer. They started off with a male singer. But they quickly changed over to a female singer, and she sounds like a dude. Now yeah. she's been voted like the hottest. <laughs> she's been voted the hottest chick in metal. But when you hear these vocals, you would swear she's got balls. Balls, I tell you, a penis. You would swear she's a dude. A dude looks like a lady. She, um, she has I've big brass the... balls. I've got big balls. Fancy big balls. Um, I was oh, trying to God. teach my kids to sing that song when they were at, or my kid rather, to sing that song when she's at school and she won't go for it. Mm. You ever do that, Jesse? You know what? You ever she, try to get your kids She's not going to get into Harvard. She is not going to get into Harvard singing Big Brass Balls, Mark Radlich. We don't <laughs> settle for second place. Didn't we have a 30 minute conversation on this podcast? About why you don't want her to be getting what was that? The fucking green? Was it the green mark? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, well, no, I can first tell grade you. I now. do not. I, I was to say, in I first do grade not. now, she has to be on pink all the time. You don't teach your kids no, big balls and tell them to sing at school. I'm afraid not. I'm afraid not. You, you remind me. Gosh, you remind <laughs> me of a guy I used to go to. I used to work with. All right, where he was. You know, his daughter would get a hard time at school, and he'd be like, "Well, did you tell him to fuck off?" And I'm like, "Dude, don't, tell, him to, don't tell your kid to say that." And I'm, apparently, I mean, I guess it gets them to shut up pretty quick because if you tell, if you hear an eight year old go, "Hey, fuck off," all right, then that's that's breached a couple lines there. <sighs> Big balls right. and the pink do not go together sometimes. <laughs> oh, they go together. They go together quite well. I was talking to this girl that I'm that I that I work with. Nice girl and everything. Wait, what? But on the way out, Poor thing. on the way out, on the way out the door, 
she was telling me that she's really, really tired and she doesn't think she has enough energy to get laid tonight, you know, because she, that would mean she'd have to drive to the dude's house. Because the two, the, at least the two guys that she has on standby, if I remember the story correctly, in both cases, like, they can't, like, drive to her. She has to drive to them. And she doesn't have the energy after 12 hours of work to drive to go get laid. And I started to think, this may be what's wrong with relationships in America these days. <laughs> well, uh, I've got so many questions. I got so many All questions, right. but I, I don't even I don't even want to ask because number one, why the fuck can't the guy drive there? Well, in one case, one's apparently got a dog, and oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he works all go. day. That, that and, makes that makes a lot then, of sense. He doesn't want to let the dog be home, you know, in the evening without him after he's worked all day was the story. Sure. See, when she told me about it, I was like, why are you still dating this bag? And she, well, they're not dating. This is just, you know, I guess this is like a fuck buddy. Yeah. Um, Which apparently is a thing. See, like, I wasn't really into that sort of thing. And, you know, like, I I got married and had kids like a normal person. Um, But... (laughs) But but apparently, and I, I meet a lot of girls who talk, who tell me about like the various amount of dudes they keep, like just for sex. And I'm like, do you think maybe this is why you, you can't get a family going? I'm just gonna throw that out. <laughs> this there. is why the birth rate is this is why the birth rate is, rate is abysmally low in Japan. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying, Jesse? You, you pick it up what I'm putting down. Uh, I hear you, man. Monogamy has gone the way of the dinosaur. So I, I we just you, you, you read about it. This is why I'm single. That is why. That is why I'm single. You, you knew that was going to show up eventually. The metal oh, cool, got that lonely, lonely hearts club band. <laughs> we'll enjoy the show. I wonder if anyone's enjoying this show so far as we've gone almost uh, 20 minutes now and haven't played a stitch of music. Not so, who one wants to listen stitch. To not, a, not a single note. Um, instead, I've, I've told at least three or four different stories. Who wants to listen to some Arch Enemy? Say I. Oh, I, I do. I do. All right, here we go. We're not going to play the first track. It's an instrumental, so fuck that. But we are going to start off with track two. This is called The Race. I there was a
that song is fucking badass. I have no complaints about the race. That is everything I love about metal wrapped up in a neat little package. Oh, it's wonderful. Coop, I want to hear what you think about this song. Sorry, I had to get it off speaker because I'm like, oh, God, it's in my ear. Uh, yeah, the race. <laughs> I, I really like. I really liked it. It was. Uh, it started out with very intense, very fast. Uh, there's really killer solos in here. Uh, Michael Amott, he's. I like his solos. I really feel like he's a lot more simple. Uh, he's been a lot more simple for at least a while. I feel like he used to be a little more intricate, but uh, Jeff Loomis definitely uh, lays down the fucking shredding. Uh, I really love Alyssa White Blues' vocals. Uh, she sounds like a garbage disposal here, and it just makes me happy. Uh, I remember listening to some of her uh, prior band, uh, The Agonist, and I liked them. I liked them quite a bit. Almost mm-hmm. kind of disappointed that uh, she didn't get, get to continue much longer with them. Uh, I thought there was something I found to be a little very interesting is when you see, uh, like, for example, Stu Block when he left Into Eternity uh, for Isteris. It's almost disappointing because you feel like they really got something good going. And as a band, they're creating really interesting music. And then while they join something, uh, a band that's established, a lot of times they don't really get that momentum back in some ways. Like Into Eternity now is a female singer, but they haven't released an album since 2013? No. 2012 or so. But uh, Arch Enemy is a band I've been a fan of for a while. I admit I prefer Johan Livia, uh, Livia's vocals to Angela Gassel. I feel like uh, Angela Gassel, she's a, a really good vocalist, but there's a lot of fucking cheese in the lyrics. Mm. Like, empowerment anthems kind of make me roll my eyes after a while. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's because I'm like a cynical fuckwit, but <laughs> yeah, there's a, there was a certain point where I was like, all right, guys, we, we got a little far with this. Which there's a few <laughs> empowerment anthems on here, but I feel like it's done, it's done a little better with not getting as cheesy and girl powery. Still, a lot of respect for uh, having a female vocalist in a death metal band. You don't see a ton of them. Uh, the only other one I could think of just off the top of my head is a metalcore band called Straight Line Stitch, which they were I saw them live and they were perfectly okay. Alright. Well, I'll tell you right now. Uh, this was a song that took me by surprise when I was listening to Either it was either release radar or something on Spotify. One of those one of those mixes that throws stuff in there that I'm not expecting. And immediately I was like, Wow, this song really kicks some ass. Uh I then looked to see who it was and I was really excited to find out that this was going to be a band that we were covering here tonight. And as for the female vocalist, I wanna to touch on something here real quick. I'm not well, let's just say I used to be a, a heavy criticizer of having a, a female vocalist lead a metal band. And that was, you know, was stupid. I, 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 I would say that I've learned the error of my ways. Uh, but when you hear someone like Alyssa put out the crazy, insane vocals that she does, it's amazing to me that that voice comes from that lady (laughs) and it is so impressive so impressive and i i i would have probably said uh arch enemy i knew i've like i said i've heard of them in the past 
I knew kind of what they were about. I knew they were female-led there for a little while, and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm not a big fan of that. Now things have changed, and this album, as we go forward, just does nothing but to solidify the fact that women are, women are more than welcome to be leading bands like this, uh, especially if they can put – if they can have the output that this lady does. So um, we'll, we'll talk about more about the guitars later, which is just fucking awesome, just like Coop said. But, yeah, what a freaking track to get ready for this album. First track out the gate, and you're, it's blistering. It's, it's everything that metal's supposed to be. Rock and roll. Let's go to the next track. All right, and that next track is track three, Blood in the mm-hmm. Water. coming a really great song i love the uh the mix of guitar styles there um she almost sounds like a girl at the beginning but then you know we're right back to who the hell knows with the with the vocals um uh, you know again i have no complaints about the second uh, the second full track that we've heard coop yeah oh cool uh yeah i totally agree i feel like I feel that this album offers enough to not really get in the same sea territory. I know we're just I'm almost spoiling the rest of this album here. Wow. But uh, that uh, but I really feel like this song uh, is just slightly different from the first, the first, second track, first track that we listened to. Uh, amazing. I feel like the guitar work is superb. Uh, I like that we kind of started out differently with that almost that kind of whispery sort of, I'm going to rip your face off, but I'm going to whisper it to you to make it sound more deadly sort of thing. Oh, yeah. I was like, you can whisper that to me anytime. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm putting this right up there with probably, like I said earlier on the chat, this is probably my second favorite song off this album. 
Um, and I mean, she is outright just laying into you with the vocals as the song gets toward the end. It's, it's crazy to think that she picks up intensity, but she does as the song mm-hmm. goes on and as you get towards the end. So, um, yeah, it, it's, it's a good one again. It, I, I'm absolutely impressed. All right, let's move on to the next track here. This is track four, The World is Yours. through of this album all i could think about was this might be the best album we've heard all year since creator i mean when we i mean that was way back in like january february ish yeah we have covered a lot of albums since then and i have to say this probably comes the closest to being as good as that creator album, which we all loved and thought was like, wow, that's like the best thing we've heard in who knows how long. I mean, this is, this is, these are some phenomenal tracks. Yeah. I, I want to get in here and say that I agree because, and I don't know what it is. I've, since we've kind of mentioned that I've been like, why, why am I putting this up there with creator? What is it that really stands out to me? And a lot of it is just like you said, track by track especially the beginning of this album it hits hard it hits fast and it brings to you a lot of great music that you can enjoy and man oh man it there's albums that we've covered that obviously you know we, we want to wipe our feet but uh, we, before we go back in to the podcast community because we've covered you know we reviewed these stinkers of albums but this one right here clearly in the upper echelon yeah, I uh, I really enjoyed I really enjoyed this album when I was listening to it. Though I will admit, the entire time I was thinking about this song, all I could think of was I remember that story from my buddy Nick, who needs to be on this podcast. Take a shot, <laughs> uh, everyone. Take a who, drink. Uh, play, who who learned uh, who learned um, metric to standard conversions through the Scarface game? The world is yours. 
<laughs> it's funny how things like that will influence. Even though it's a great song, you're just like you can never, you, you'll never get that out of your head. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he he figured out because in that game you have to sell cocaine by the grams. So he had to figure out the uh, he had to figure out how the pounds to kilograms worked. <laughs> ain't that one? Ain't that something? Oh my goodness. That's mighty interesting. All right. <laughs> That's, Thanks for contributing, Radlitz. <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and play track five. This is The Eagle Flies Alone. This sounds like a Game of Thrones title. Oh, Reverend, Reverend, is it some conspiracy? Oh, sorry, wrong song. progressive feel to it but you know we continue with the uh the death metal growl coop what'd you think of it i concur <laughs> <laughs> well said sir <laughs> uh, i should have just said it better couldn't have said it better myself <laughs> yeah still uh still just a legit song though actually what i was thinking the entire time it was not of uh, 
Cemetery Gatesville was of a victorious march by Amon Amaris. Mm-hmm. It just, to just me, that it just little had bit, just very that little, much. Hang on, just, just that little bit at the beginning reminded me of Cemetery Gates. I mean, once it got into the song proper, they were, they were not alike. But that little bit of that little bit in the beginning, I couldn't help myself. So, so we're, uh, so we're four tracks in. I that one seemed kind of tame compared to the first three. Still a good song, uh, actually a very good metal song to celebrate individuality. So uh, I was I was still digging it, you know, as I was going through this album and listening to it. Uh, Mark Rattlich, by the way, I know I've told you sometimes I've listened to albums five times. Sometimes I listen to them a lot more than that, getting prepared for this show. This was definitely one of those albums where it was a lot more than that, because I was cranking this thing as much as I can. Just 10 minutes before I got on this podcast, I was listening to it again. It's absolutely enjoyable. Again, continuing the, st- the strong start here with the Eagle Flies alone. So let's see if it keeps the but, pace up. But how many times have you played this song? Have you played that? I've heard it twice so far. <laughs> that would be last Both week and on this, this week. Show. Oh my right. goodness! I can't believe Coop was not here for the drones. Oh my god, Coop, did you at least listen to Prophets of Rage? Have you given it a shot? I, I should have. Oh I no! I wanted to, and I forgot the drones existed. <laughs> day fly over, day fly over. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, that was that. Yes, I, I listened to that last week and this week, so less times than I've listened to World of Power. <laughs> uh, this is why you have to delete stuff off the the board, or I'll just keep <laughs> playing random shit when I can. Apparently, board. so. <laughs> You're gonna you know, be having way too much fun there, Mister Mark. Well, <laughs> uh, you know. I might I might play I might play some of this. No. Oh. Or I might play some of this.
if you're tired of that. Kill a man! Kill a man! That's what you missed last week, Rob. <laughs> we, we, we continually went off track and listened to other music. <laughs> Surprise! I was going to say that it kind of, I was like, oh, this reminds me of Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> You'd be correct. <laughs> well, because right. I was like, I was like, wow, that those prophets of rage guys. I'm surprised they really do sound like a Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> and it kind of hit me. I'm like, are we listening Wait, to Rage Against the Machine? <laughs> this is this All is right, like when they say back. in movie in like movies don't remind people of like a better movie during your own. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's get back to Arch Enemy here. This is track six. This is reason to believe. <laughs> My favorite song off of here. I really enjoyed the the various styles of vocals and you know the the build up to a very powerful chorus. It's it's really a phenomenal song. She does a good job of flexing them clean vocal chops that she brought from the Agonist, which I didn't realize she was clean vocals from the Agonist. Uh, they they do have harsh vocals over there, right, Coop? Yeah, <laughs> not mistaken. Uh oh. Now, see, there we go. I, I end up opening up a tab to look at the billboard, and sure enough, I've billboard top hits, and I sure enough get an ad. Anyway, uh, I was just looking to see where this debuted. This debuted at number three on the, the billboard last week, I think. And That's above good. it, do you want to guess what two albums were above Arch Enemy, World of Power? Mm, Taylor Swift. Well, now we're talking hard rock, this? by the way. Okay, Taylor Swift. Right, I have it. Was it this one? Yeah. No. <laughs> I don't think. 
think it wasn't that locked. our show <laughs> that our show propelled a resurgence into a mashup between ACDC and Beastie Boys to make it the number two on the Billboard top list. That's their uh, loss. <laughs> no, this is top. This is hard rock uh, albums. So stick with was that. It, was it this one? Oh shit! Was it this? Who fighters? Here we go. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Here comes the money. Dollar, 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 dollar. dollar. Uh, all right. I'm not, I'm no fucking guessing games. It anymore. was Foo Fighters. Nope. No, it was not Foo really? Fighters. It was Queen's Queen, excuse me, Queen dual disc set. So clearly an, uh, it's not, I, I doubt that's any new material. Again, I could be wrong, but I didn't exactly jump in there because the ad scared me away. Number one was another queen, which was Queens of the Stone Age. So oh, they had a new one. I had, apparently so. I had heard it was I had heard it was this song. Oh jeez. What the shit is this? This is on Go home. I'm a little bit country. Oh, I'm a little oh, bit rock. Why? That's a, that is a deep cut. That shit's been used once. <laughs> Yeah, it's does. still on the soundboard. <laughs> we are just that bad at getting rid of uh, getting things off that damn soundboard. I'm afraid to delete stuff. I mean, I see stuff in there that Teasley put on there. I'm like, oh, he might be coming back. Uh, no, oh, get know. rid of that shit. <laughs> just, well, I mean, you, ne- you never know. For all, uh, I'll still never forget. Hey, I'll, I'll guess. Don't you have your own podcast? Oh, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All right, and I have enough silliness here. Let's get let's get to track seven here. This is Moida scene. Probably the least interesting track to me for some reason off this album. I don't know why. I don't yeah, know I'll if tell it's you just why. because. No, tell, tell I, I He's gonna play something off the soundboard. Like... Scared. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, well, now that you said it. Well, no. <laughs> Jesus! 
Don't tempt me. You know what? It, it reminded me of a Children of Bodom song. And I love Children of Bodom. Don't get me wrong. But I could see, but I could see where you would be like, eh, I, <laughs> I'm not... I'm not as into them, and then you hear a song that sounds just like them, and you're like, okay, well, that would make sense. Okay, okay. Uh, I don't know if it just – immediately, I, I, I have no idea. I, I could tell you that I'm looking at the lyrics. Just to, uh, The more context that I have about a song, the more I appreciate it, so maybe there's more to it than, than what I'm giving it. Uh, yeah, I've listened to the album a whole lot, but I can tell you that compared to the rest of the songs, I just didn't feel like this one grabbed me as much. It's not entering – I don't want to say it entering samesy territory, but I could tell you that it's just like, blam, right there, and there's, it just doesn't feel like there's as many hooks as the rest of these songs have for me. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Was it... Absolute shite. Crap. Feces. It is, it is not unlistable. I can bear through it. I can bear Would through it. Would you give them a penny back? Ah, uh, uh-oh. Setting you up. Nickelback! Nickelback! I wouldn't give you a penny back! Oh. Now, see, that shit deserves to be on the soundboard for at least another two years. Because that, that is apt for a lot of shit. <laughs> Oh, Muttley. Oh, Muttley. Um, people listening to this podcast would be like, what the fuck happened in this show? <laughs> they, I showed they up. Used to talk about mu- they used to talk about music <laughs> or Coop's dating life, and then the host went plumb crazy. You know what it is? I'm way tired. I'm tired, and I've like crossed over into super silly territory. Uh-oh. So like, I won't stop playing with the soundboard. Clearly. Like this. Oh, no. I'll wake up with it in my head. I, uh, the fucking jeez. Jesse's gonna be like going to go, go going up the stairs from his basement to the kitchen to get himself some stereo. It's like, dun, 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 dun. oh god damn it! <laughs> He's, I'm, 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 I'll be sitting there rapping. Oh, it's, it's not gonna be a good day here. No. And Coop's like, what? What show have I come back to? <laughs> God, I left this with the Metal Hammer of Doom, not the Hip Hop Hammer of Doom. <laughs> oh, you you haven't seen the Hip Hop Hammer of Doom just yet. Wait till I start uploading like Ugly by Bubba Sparks. All right, Mer- might have seen. What do you think about it uh, there, Coop? First of all, do you agree that, it's, that it was very reminiscent of Children of Bodom? I'd have to hear it again. Uh, I wasn't listening for Children of Bodom. But at the same time, uh, I mean, hey, melodic death metal, same genre. I could totally see it. Mm-hmm. Then again, if it were Mal- if it were uh, Children of Bodom, we'd be like, ah, I don't know about all this. We'd just be like, <laughs> ah, it kind of reminded me of the first song. Uh, what about you, Mark? Oh, I'm looking at for some comic books. <laughs> <laughs> I'm currently reading a novel. Yeah, what you reading about, Mark? <laughs> oh, the Hulk. Touching his dick after eating peppers. 
<laughs> At least I'm not asleep on this podcast. True. I'm overtired. Oh, God. That's, that's what that's over, like that like that typo negative one where we're like, what's that noise? What is it? Huh? Huh? <laughs> Mark, wake up. <laughs> I was tired that night. All right. Let's uh, <laughs> let's move on to the next one. This is track eight. We are lurching towards the end here. This is Foist Day in Hell. <laughs> pretty epic breakdowns. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Oh man, that's my favorite song, man. That off this album, First Day in Hell, I I I I'm giving it top spot. Uh and I just brought the lyrics up. Coop, do you are you perusing the lyrics as we go through doing anything like that? But not currently. I'm currently playing Spy Chameleon. Okay, all right. That's... Because I am a model of professionalism in my <laughs> podcast. <laughs> well, that's all right. Well, listen, this song, looking at the lyrics, this song is about the Holocaust, which I, oh, fuck. you know, yeah, dude, it's, it's some serious, I think one of the reasons that it, 
I don't want to say appeals to me, but I really like it is because they really do a great job of bringing that atmosphere of hell to the song itself. And now looking at the lyrics, I mean, I want to read this to you here. Here we go. This is, this is right from the beginning. I'll read these first two, whatever, these first two stanzas. Torn from home, sent down death's railroad, are we. When we wake up tomorrow, will we still be wearing this curse? Will we wake up tomorrow, which punishment is worse? Day one, no sun, stripped of our names. Now we are merely numbers, permanently inked in the flames. Uh, and, I mean, it just goes on and on to paint a a horrifying portrait of what it must have been like to have to have gone through that. Uh, but yeah, first day in hell. I mean, now, I mean, that holds a lot of weight and it's a really damn good song. Absolutely. It's a very, <laughs> very good song. Uh, you got anything for us there, Coop? Well, what I do have is, Holy shit, I would have never guessed the Holocaust. <laughs> Poignant. Hmm. All right. <laughs> Let's go ahead. So I got distracted by something. I apologize. All right, moving on. <laughs> um, um, why don't you guys book. put down the games, focus on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't looking at the game. I was looking at Spotify, I'll have you know. I want oh, to go okay. see well, if the new Primus related. is out yet. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I had to well I had to I already decided which track I was going to put on my Metal Hammer of Doom 2017 playlist. So when I do that I always then delete it and then I was like, "Oh, I wonder if the new Primus is out yet." And and it's not. It's I don't it's think not. it comes out until Friday. Ah. All right, this is track 10, Dreams of a Retribution. <laughs> You know, 
this is going to sound weird and it's going to, it's going to sound really far out there, but in a very small way in terms of just mixing up styles and being um, intricate and complex, that kind of reminded me of blind guardian. Okay. I, I can kind of see that a little bit. How about you Coop? I was actually thinking, uh, Oh, children about them. <laughs> I'm not even kidding with all the, uh, with the keyboards in there. Yeah. It felt mm-hmm. a lot like, but it felt really, really close to Bodum. Uh, I'd almost like, I'd like to hear it kind of with that thought in mind. Um, uh, I didn't really hear any blind guardian, but it wasn't, again, I wasn't looking for it. Perhaps if I was looking for it, I would uh, be like, Oh yeah, no shit. There is a oh, children of Bodum I, I, song. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Mark. I was going to say, in defense of my crazy assumption, um, you know, citing of of Blind Guardian, I'm not saying, like, comparably they sound the same. But when you think about how complex a lot of Blind Guardian's music is and how many elements there are to it, that's what I'm saying. That, that, that to me, was the commonality. Hmm. I was going to say, I have a Children of Bodom song that pops up all the time on my Spotify daily mix and it's downfall. That's what it's called. I don't know if you guys remember that song at all, but I, I know exact, not. I know exactly what you're talking. Well, I, I mean, it sounds like any other children, of song, <laughs> children of Bodom song, apparently, but <laughs> uh, it has that, it has those keyboards, that piano in there. It makes it sound kind of gothy almost a little bit, but so, yeah, I can see your comparisons there, boys. I, I, I do like the song, and again, they're keep they're keeping a good pace with not making it samesy. I mean, they throw in some different stylings and a different track here and there, uh, and it it's not getting old to me. So, good track. Yeah, I really I enjoy to it. Go, uh, go ahead, Maki. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Finish. Okay, I was just going to say, I uh, I mean, I greatly enjoyed this song. I think, if I'm not mistaken, one of my more favorite tracks comes up soon. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's good to see that we're, at least even if it's a little odd, finding different musical influences and sounds in this album rather than going like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't get Spotify to work correctly. I wanted to see, like, what the what the, the top five songs from Children of Bodom were, and it's not letting me search. It's I'll head there being, right now. It's being a, you want to, you want to play the next song? I'll get it for you. Okay. And I'll just restart my Spotify. Uh, all right. This is my shadow, and I'm my buddy, my buddy, my, my buddy. Shadow. No. My buddy. My buddy.
What'd you What'd you find there, Jess? All right, here we go. We're gonna go now. Spotify, of course, they they don't really list them in order, but we're I'm gonna do my best to try and keep them in order here. So with nine million plays, first Children of Bodom song is "Are You Dead Yet." That's a good one. That's okay. a very good one. Okay. All right. Number two, coming in at 7,638,000 listens. Needled 24-7. That's a good one. <laughs> All right. Number three, coming in at 5 million is the one I discussed already. Downfall. Can't remember that one. Uh, I don't remember that one. Okay. But I'm sure it was a good one. Okay. All right. And... Then, coming in at number four, 3,800,000 listens is In Your Face. Yeah, I don't remember that one. Okay. Nope. All right. Same, that, I'm that sure came it was off, a good one. <laughs> that also came off the same album as Are You Dead Yet, apparently. And then, number five, rounding it out, same album as Are You Dead Yet and In Your Face, a song with 3,198,000 thousand listens i'm shipping up to boston uh, that's a fun cover i mean oh, covers, they, a while their back covers, that on there. oh yeah their covers are amazing i mean i already did eddie murphy which actually i went to karaoke and did eddie murphy a few weeks ago dude fucking almost fell out of his chair because he was like holy fuck eddie murphy nobody's <laughs> ever requested that <laughs> Who originally did I'm um, Shipping Up to Boston? That would be the Dropkick Murphys. I okay. thought it was the Dropkick Murphys. I mean, they've done, I think, uh, Oops, I Did It Again, Jesse's Girl. I uh, love they, the Jesse's Girl cover. I love that cover, yeah. It's so much fun. Uh, uh, just, uh, he, uh, the funny thing with... I was going to say, uh, if you go to 6 through 10, one of the other really good ones is Hate Me. Uh, if you want peace, prepare for war is not bad. Every time I die is fucking phenomenal. Um, then there's a bonus track for sleeping in my car, and I worship chaos. Woo! See, uh, with me with Children of Odom, I haven't really listened to a lot of their stuff past. I think Hate Crew Death Roll. Like, I love Follow the Reaper. I love that album. Uh, Something Wild's a great one. But there's a certain point where I'm like, all right, guys, whatever. They do like, that's why I really loved Danger Halo of Blood. Oh, they no. do a cover of Danger Zone kidding? on I Worship Chaos. Jesse, you know what you have to do now. I think we've heard that. I swear we have. I'm going to find out, though. I'll go get it. Okay. While you, <laughs> while you go get it, let's, let's go ahead and play the last track of the night. Actually, I want you to get two for me. Get that okay. and get North Pole Throwdown. Oh, that sounds interesting. <laughs> that sounds like a porno. <laughs> North Pole Throwdown is the shit. I just remembered how much I love that song. So, yeah, before we go out tonight, I can, uh, I'm can. i tired and I want to go to bed, but not before I listen to these two songs. So I want to get Danger Zone and North Pole Throwdown. All right, I'm on it. All right. Jesse's on the hunt. And while he's on the hunt, let's listen to the final track on this particular album of the night, A Fight I Must Win by Arch Enemy.
I'm going to go ahead and give my overall view of this album. Um, I thought it was great. I'm going to give it an A. Uh, I really didn't find anything wrong with it. It didn't fall into Sainsy territory, for me at least. I thought there was enough interesting differentiation between the tracks to uh, keep my interest despite my silliness tonight. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I would definitely have to compare it to the Creator album that we heard earlier this year. I'm not sure which one I like better. I'd have to listen to both of them again, back to back to back, uh, to see which one I liked more. But uh, this is a great album and a welcome addition to the roster of Metal Hammer of Doom albums we've covered this year. Robert Cooper, what do you got for me? I've got a, uh, I've got a birthday uh, toy that I, that for my uh, friend's cousin's birthday that I was using to play with my three-legged cat. Uh, as for this album, good album. I really enjoyed it. Uh, give it a solid uh, nine out of ten. Uh, good old four and a half stars. Really liked it. Uh, not much I can really complain about. Uh, yeah, I can't really think of a whole lot. I didn't find it to be perfect. There are a few spots. I was like, all right, Archie, I've heard this one before. But otherwise, yeah, I felt like it was a really strong album. Uh, I feel like it, it also warrants repeat listens. Uh, maybe on repeat listens, I'll find problems because I always do. Unless it's Throsome Lot and I can't pronounce their band and their album name. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> Metaconia. Metaconia? 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 Something. Jesse Starcher, your your final thoughts here. Oh, my goodness. I am so thrilled. Starch Enemy. (laughs) I'm so thrilled that my first ever Arch Enemy album is this one to listen to. And I really think that this may get me into going into their back catalog and listening to some of the previous stuff. I, You guys really haven't made, other than what Coop just said, you guys haven't really made a whole lot of comparison to what came before. So I'm curious as to what's out there. I think it's a, tr- it's a tremendous introduction album for somebody who uh, you know, enjoys metal clearly. And with this being a new lineup or at least, a, a, yeah, a new lineup for the band, hopefully this lineup stays together and we have more uh, we have better stuff on the horizon that would be that would be i mean that would be great uh because this album kicks some ass they have no problem making an epic when they need to they have no problem making it in your face when they need to the vocals are tremendous guitar work and drums are wonderful uh it's easily a thumbs up in my opinion i have no problem saying that and i'd be glad and probably most likely will be suggesting this album to other people so Thumbs up, guys. All right. So since we've mentioned them a bunch of times on this show, what better way to uh, give them their props by playing a couple of their songs? This is one of my favorites. This is Children of Bodom, North Pole Throwdown. <laughs>
this is the way we roll at the North Pole Throwdown. Fucking great. <laughs> oh, wow. Need some context on that song. I mean, are we, are we, is Santa involved here? Uh, you know, I'm trying to figure out Christmas related. Santa versus the, uh, it's Santa versus the abominable snowman at the North Pole Throwdown. Okay, now, bullshit. It's a great song. No, is that seriously what it's about? Know. Okay, you're making it up. I, I was going to say. Damn. I'm being, I'm being silly. All right, next Clearly, week sir. on the Metal Hat. Next week on the Metal Hammer of Doom, we've got Primus, the Desaturated Seven. Um, now, Monday, I, I got a question for you, Mr. Jesse Starcher, you. Are we mm-hmm. going to do a live DC meets Hanna-Barbera source material with Josh Calandros, or are we just taping and we'll, we'll play it next week on the, the Columbus Day? What, what is the game plan? Does it have to fit in with any theme week? It doesn't, does it? No. Okay. All right. I I love I love recording my stuff so I can edit. So if we can record it, that would be great. Now, as far as Josh Calandros and his involvement, I mean that guy's like traveling the globe or some bullshit. Seems like. Uh, so if getting him on there, I'm gonna run it past him, see what he's gonna be doing. If he is available, we've we've definitely got to do it like we did with uh, Looney Tunes in DC <laughs> and have old. Uh, <laughs> old judge crotchety sitting up there trying to listen to us pass this shit on to him and see which one he likes the best. So, uh, I will reach out to Josh, find out what we can. And if we can record Monday, is that when we have it slated for? Yes. All right. We'll give it a shot. We'll see what we can do for Monday. Either way, we're going to have a show about DC meeting Hanna-Barbera on source material. That's happening. All right. So we're definitely going to record Monday and then, It'll go. It'll be on the network the following Monday, Columbus Day. There you go. All right. Uh, in the meantime, here's what we got in the month of October. It's scary, scary October. So we've got Primus, the Desaturated Seven, Cradle of Filth. We've got the new Marilyn Manson. We've got uh, Stray from the Path, which I'm very excited about. And then uh, finishing us up in the month of October on November 1st, yeah, try to put that one together in your brains, folks. Um, finishing us up in the, our Halloween show a day later is Motorhead Undercover. So that's what we got going on. Also, um, our, we're going to do a TV party tonight next week. We're going to do uh, an on-trial, actually, tomorrow for Ballistic X versus Sever. And then a week from tomorrow is a TV party tonight, Hannibal, Season 1, with... Uh, Robert Winfrey. So we're looking forward to that. We've got some Blade Runner on the horizon, new Voltron. Um, we've got the Geostorm. We've got uh, Halloween 3, which we're going to put on trial, and Jigsaw. So we got a lot Ooh. of stuff for the month of October. To, you, got uh, out of to, watching, to... you got out of watching it because the hurricane went up your ass. But now I cannot wait to hear what you have to say about Jigsaw. Yeah, I can't. I'm gonna say I can't speak this way. Are are you bringing Sean Comer along for the ride? I was hoping to bring. um, I was hoping to bring this hot broad that I work with to uh, to it, but she uh, she blew me off, and then there was a hurricane. (laughs) So I can't. I can't. I can't go on. I can't go on platonic dates with hot chicks. Just because I'm married? Who came yeah. up with that rule? Right, Jesse? Well, did we, did right, we Jesse? not just discuss this at the beginning of this fucking podcast? 
I swear that we've discussed this already. And now all of a sudden you've like did a 180. You did a 180 on me. No, I'm, I'm not. Listen, I don't support these girls who feel the need to give away the milk. Okay. If you know what I mean. The They're milk. Cows. I don't know Whoa. what's going away on the there. Milk for free. <laughs> Okay. No, uh, heard, okay. I just thought we were getting into that fetish territory. Getting <laughs> yuck. Um, <laughs> ew. No, I don't. I don't really enjoy hearing about these women who feel the need to have a bunch of men in their in their speed dial, you know, to get their fuck on. I don't. Okay. I feel like okay. that's what's ruining the possibility of having some really good relationships out there. But gotcha. your plutonic. But your plutonic hot friend that you go to the movies with because your wife, you know, got to watch it or just doesn't want to. It's plutonic. Doesn't want to go. I don't. I don't see what's wrong with that. She's radioactive. This podcast was not long enough. This podcast it needs to end quickly. I just well back me up and it will end. I'm supposed to back you up on that. Sure. There you go, Mark Radlich. I have got your back, sir. I don't feel like there was a lot of, <laughs> a lot of sincerity. You don't think I'm in... sincere? You don't feel sincerity? No. Oh, come on now. I don't. I don't feel like you're supporting me. Just I think. Starker, I think I... you're. I don't think you're actually, sir. You are inviting trouble. Now, don't you can sit here and you can go. Oh, my wife is perfectly fine with that. Oh, no, no, no. Even Robert Cooper, who sits over there, he's not married, doesn't have a chick, knows that that's just like, what are you doing? Don't invite that trouble into your life, sir. You don't go to movies with women who are hot, number one, and you're married, number two, and number three, they're saying. What am I supposed to? What am I supposed to do? Take the ugly plutonic chicks? Why would I do that? <laughs> just bring them, bring them all in like one. Just bring them all in one group. Make it a group of people. There you go. Like, yes, a gaggle. It's uh, not a gaggle weird. Of people. First of all. First of all, I cannot handle going out with more than one girl at a time. I never, I've never been. I, <laughs> oh, man, they, wait a second. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I can't handle. I've told my wife, like, she never has to worry about me cheating on her. I can barely handle being married to one woman. But I think dating a, you know, having a plutonic date is perfectly okay. Plutonic. Okay. okay. All right. Sir. I don't feel like you're supposed. I don't feel like you believe me. <laughs> you're not going to get Parker. any validation. You're not going to get any validation from me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not. Whatever. Going, I'm not going to. I can't do it. I can't do it, Mark Radlitz. I can't sit here and say, okay, and be sincere about it. It's just biting trouble. Damn. I believe I you. No, it's not, that I don't, it's not that I don't believe you, okay? Don't think that I don't believe you because I believe, sir, that you can go out on a, on a, a plutonic, plutonic date. And sit down and watch it. Have a good time with a hot chick by your side. But I believe that there are other problems that could arise uh, that, you know, as in like somebody might get a little jealous. I'm just saying. Somebody might just get a little jealous. No, my wife should. Look, my wife trusts me because she already knows that I'm, I'm not going to cheat on her, especially with these All crazy right. broads. Because hot chicks are also crazy. They're <laughs> fucking lunatics. Okay, and what, and, so and you're, what do you want to take one out to a uh, to a movie? Yeah. Okay. Like all right. Tics. Okay. I have. I have. Apparently, a, you are in I that have, field, aren't you? <laughs> I really am. I have a fetish for lunatics, but I but I only like to sp- be with them for a sparingly small amount of time. I've actually gone on play dates. 
I've taken my kids on play dates with a couple of the hot chicks that I work with. Okay. Okay. We uh, went to the who's, up, park who's up next? Now. Who's up next? <laughs> Fucking plugs, please. <laughs> what? Just pitch it Why to somebody. Difficulty. Why are you having some difficulty with this? I am have no difficulty, sir. I have none. I have none. Okay. I, I I'm, I'm, I'm you ready to. I'm, I'm ready to get out of this uncomfortable conversation as quick as fucking possible. <laughs> <laughs> you, you need a platonic date. You, and and I would encourage. Uh, you know what? Never mind. I, you, you don't see where. <laughs> Motherfucker, I'm you were going to grow. You were, you were that close. That close. <laughs> um. I, I was going to say, like, I was going to say, like, my wife's been out with, like, male friends before, but she really hasn't. Like, oh, okay. like they might have been All a right. too, but, but it really, it hasn't, it hasn't really gone down like that. But it's all yeah, right. Okay, here's the deal. My wife went out on, to a movie with a man, uh, well, a friend of mine who worked with me. So well, he worked with all of us because my wife was work, working with me at the time. This is when we worked at the arcade. They went and saw the Marine. And now it, the only issue I had was that my wife had the hots for John Cena. Didn't have the hots for the guy, but had the hots for John Cena. But the thing is, is that do I really want my wife watching a movie that she's going to get all hot and bothered over with some other dude? Now, I know that's not going to happen with it. Okay. I, at least unless you have something for clowns. And I know you said you'd like the psychos anyway, but that, uh, so, so it's not like I know where you're, co- don't know where you're coming from. But that's only happened one time, so uh, you know. Hey, the rest of the time I can barely get to a movie with my own wife, and versus anyone else. <laughs> so, all right, move on. Uh, Damn I, it! Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I don't think any of the hot chicks that I work with are gonna go see Jigsaw. That's the whole point of this entire rant. So I'll probably you. have to go by myself, be lonely in the movie theater, and be scared to death, and not go to sleep that night. <laughs> I cannot wait to hear this. No hurricane. I, if another hurricane hits your ass, I mean, that, that show gets <laughs> postponed until you can see the movie because I want to hear your reactions. <laughs> okay. Glad to see you enjoy me being, being tortured. Go do your plugs. <laughs> I do. Dark I do. Me. Dark, me. Dark All right. Listen. Everybody, go give that Rattelich and Broadcasting Network Facebook page a like to stay up on top of all the great podcasts that we have to offer. And you can interact with the stars of this show, Robert Cooper, Mark Rattelich, Jesse Starcher. That's right. We're all there. We all check out those things. I know Coop's all the time posting stuff on there. Okay, I'm lying. But that's all right because we will keep an eye on things. I don't post shit. I never see you on Facebook, Coop. But, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you can follow me at Stiznarkey on Twitter. We do have a comic book podcast that we do here on the Rattelich and Broadcasting Network. That's called Source Material. It's already been mentioned. We do have a Twitter for that. That's at Source Matt Cast. You can also check out the YouTube page that we have where we, we have all sorts of fun stuff on the uh, Source Material YouTube page. Uh, visually, you can watch it while we talk about the comics. So, yes, there you go. I, I mean, there has been a lot of stuff that's been happening in the past three weeks in regards to I, I had the chance to go to a con. I, I tag team with a, a local podcast, did some comic book trivia at the con. Uh, so you could check that out on Kapow, the pop culture podcast. You could probably find them on Facebook. Uh, recently, this past Monday, me and Ronnie Adams, we went back to the What If Well, uh, and we pulled up volume two of What If, number 44, 
and it combined it was it in it encapsulated two of the hottest 90s characters still some of the most popular marvel characters out there but the the title of the book was what if venom had possessed the Punisher. So we break that down for you. If you're interested in checking it out, we'll give you an idea of what happens in the story. Plus, we'll have a little bit of discussion about some of the crazy things that happen in there, such as Venom Bullets. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. The symbiote apparently can, uh, I guess, create its own firearms. Yeah. Anyway, uh, also, prior to that, the remix recap dropped. Me and my buddy Joel Gant, a local comedian here, got together and we discussed Remix Pro Wrestling's Throwdown for the Pound 16. If you like independent wrestling, this had some great stuff from all, my local area anyway. I know you guys are all, you know, we got Koopa in, in the Carolinas and Mark's down in Florida, so they may not care, but there were some big names there. There were some big names. We had Bully Ray show up. We had Hornswoggle. Uh, we had Marion Fontaine, if you guys follow old wrestling. That's some great stuff. Check it out. Uh, we had a good time. You can find out what's happening on an independent scene up around my area. Uh, a lot of great wrestling occurred. So other than that, Coop, I'm done with my plugs, man. Well, there's this podcast. There is. I'm on <laughs> it. That's one. Uh, Sentai Rider podcast now going on three years of not doing anything. Just you wait. We'll uh, record something one day. Ten years later. Just you wait. We're going to record something someday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so facebook.com slash Sentai Rider Podcast That is S-E-N-T-A-I-R-I-D-E-R Podcast New Kamen Rider series is pretty good Within five episodes the plot's moved Wow right. <laughs> hey, Usually it takes like 12 episodes The status quo setting for like things that actually like Oh okay this is what this is about Yep nope this time it's just like Oh fuck it we're just going to hit the accelerator it's exciting. Uh, and then uh, W2Mnet.com, my buddy Sean Garmer's website. Uh, lots of wrestling stuff and video game stuff. And I mean, I pitch in every once in a while. It's a, it's pretty okay. All right. No. Uncomfortable um, silence. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for joining this nonsense tonight. Uh, we had fun. We'll be back next week with Primus to the Saturated 7, like I said before. I want to thank my co-host, Robert Cooper, uh, Jesse Starcher. Um, I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> Yanni McYonerson. Uh, <laughs> good old Yanni he McGee. Sounds um, That's pretty, <laughs> he sounds foreign. That's really cute. Uh, he does. We're, we're good. We're going to go out to a different song tonight. The other Children of Bodom song I asked Jesse for. Be well, be safe, and behave. This is Children of Bodom's cover of Highway to a Danger Zone. Drop!